Okay. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, we, we talked about seeking his kingdom and his righteousness. I hope you remember that. Do you re- if you were here, do you remember that? And um, we talked about what it means to seek. We looked at the, those three words, seeking. We, we looked at um, the kingdom and the righteousness. And I want to just carry on that a little bit this morning and uh, talk about the kingdom of God. Um, it's a subject I love, the kingdom. It's such a vast subject, such a huge subject, because you see, if Jesus says that we are to make the kingdom of God our primary concern, then we need to make it our primary concern. If Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, then we need to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. So Matthew 6, says that, and he will give you all you need from day to day if you live for him and make the kingdom of God your primary concern. Or if I grew up with the King James Version, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Just turned it around a little bit. But I do like these words in the New Living Translation, especially in the first version. It says, making the kingdom of God your primary concern. Because you see, when we make the kingdom of God our primary concern, Scripture, Jesus tells us that everything else, all we need from day to day, will be provided for. We, we would live okay. We would be fine if we live for Jesus. You see, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, because you remember earlier on in chapter 6 of Matthew, um, the disciples asked Jesus, um, how, how should we pray, Jesus? And, he, and Jesus says, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your kingdom, may your name be honored and may your kingdom come soon. Or King James, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come. May your kingdom come. And so Jesus there is again is bringing his disciples, bringing us back to this focus of the kingdom that we, if, if we are to make the kingdom of God our primary concern and we are to pray for his kingdom to come now on earth as it is in heaven. So if we are to pray like this, if we are to pray that um, may your kingdom come, what do you think that looks like? We know this prayer off pat, probably, if we've, well, even if we're not a Christian, it's a prayer that most people know. I know when, I, when we lived in Guernsey, the, um, the local councils used to meet, and they would always start their meetings with the, with the Lord's Prayer. In fact, they said it in French because of the because Guernsey have their own French language, but they used to pray this prayer in, in um, every meeting. Maybe you prayed it at school when you grew up. Prayed this prayer, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come, your kingdom come. So we've been praying it for a long time, your kingdom come. Have you ever stopped and thought, what does that actually look like? What does your kingdom come look like or 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 have we thought that kingdom come is is something that happens in the future it's something that happens 
not in our lifetime, that we're praying for his kingdom to come, that when Jesus comes, that's when the kingdom come. But Jesus is right back then has told his disciples to pray for his kingdom to come now on earth as it is in heaven. So, what does that look like, this kingdom come? What does that look like? I'm going to put up a statement here. God's primary agenda is to build his church. Sundays are so important and define the mission we are on. Meeting on a Sunday should be our primary concern, our greatest priority. What do you think about this statement? It's not quite right? Okay, have a little talk at your tables then, and, 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 and have a little qu- question yourselves. What's not quite right about that statement? Because I could say it with great fervor and thrust, and you say, yes, amen, his, his agenda is to build the church, that Sundays are so important because they are important, and they define the mission we're on. Have a chat quickly about that in your tables. What, what do you think about that statement? What's not quite right about it? Okay. What's some of the thoughts that come out? I, I know I've been a bit naughty in, in, in writing that statement because, because you could say, yeah, actually, that, that's all right, Martin, what you're saying, but it's not quite there, is it? So about this table, what, what sort of... What have you thought about that? What's your initial response? Dave? Yeah. The microphone's coming my way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think on looking at it, there's nothing essentially wrong with it. It's just incomplete. It's, un, uh, it's, it's not necessarily a primary agenda. It's part of the agenda. Well, the primary agenda is to build the church. But Sundays are so important. They are important, but so are the other six days of the week, which not just define the mission we're on, they just um, guide or, or send us in the direction of the mission we're on. Meeting on a Sunday should be our primary concern. It should be a, a, high, a high concern and a high priority. But there may be people who are called to do other things on a Sunday as part of their mission and part of spreading the kingdom. Brilliant. That's really good. Very succinct. Thank you, Dave. Brilliant. And over here, anything? What, what, what sort of come out of your response to it? Hannah, everyone's pointing at you. So. <laughs> um, I think... Do you want me to take it? Yeah, no, okay. Yeah. Um, we were talking about how... Um, yeah, God's primary agenda is to build a church. It says in the Bible that he will build his church. The church will be built. And Sundays, I really like Sundays are so important because it defines the mission we're on. That's like, it's almost like we get together on a Sunday to meet, to be then sent out. But like Jesus says that the most important thing is to love God and love people. Um, that's our primary concern. Everything else comes out of that. Okay, uh, let's do one more. Who, who'd, who'd like to say something, or, or should I come and pick you? At right, this table, what did you talk about? Well, I open at you, so... Uh, are you happy to speak? <laughs> we, we said similar to what other people are saying, really, that Sundays you know, are important, but it's not just Sunday, it's, it's every day of the week that, that we want to look and worship God, and that God becomes our primary concern every day and every, every hour of our lives. 
Thank you very much. Very well done. Okay. So, provoked you a bit here, haven't I? So, um, the word for church, a lot of you will know this, is ecclesia. The Greek word for church is ecclesia, and it actually only appears three times in the gospel. I don't know if you're surprised by that, but the word church only appears three times in the gospels. And it refers not to a place. I mean, we've been saying this for years, haven't we? That church is not the building, that we are the church. But has our narrative actually changed? How many of you said that you're going to church today? I would say a lot of us would have said that. Okay? So this word ecclesia, it's not a place, but it, it means an assembly of people, a group of people. And these people are called out from the community to serve the community. This is what Ecclesia refers to and, and explains. So we, as the Ecclesia, as an assembly of people, are called out from the community to serve the village, the town, the city that we are in. In fact, to look after its welfare. If you look at Jesus and his life, everything he did were for other people. Um, you see, the church was never meant to be the focus. The church was never meant to be, we were never meant to focus on ourselves. And so we were always meant to seek first his kingdom and pray for his kingdom to come. And of course, the church has an amazing, vital role in doing that. But it was never meant to focus on itself. And that is what happens a lot. We, we just focus on ourselves. We're not looking out. And I'm talking about church as a whole. We are very, we, we, we're doing well at this. We're doing well at seeking and, making, and looking at the welfare of our town, of Llanethli. It's on our heart, it's on our agenda that we will see the kingdom have come in Llanethli through helping through different ways and bringing the love of God into our everyday life. You know, when we read the Gospels, it is so clear that the kingdom of God was Jesus' primary concern. So is it ours? Is it really our? Is it yours? Is the kingdom of God your primary concern? I, I wrote in that, um, my statement, I'll put it back up again. God's primary agenda is to build the church. Well, you see, I believe God's primary agenda, his primary concern is the kingdom. And Sundays are important, but I don't think they define the mission. God defines the mission. God's been on mission from day zero, from, from the, all of the time. His, his plan has always been to redeem the world. Not redeem the church. It's always been about redeeming the world. And we are partnering him as the church, as this group of people called by him to partner with him on his redemptive mission to the world. You see, Jesus... Um, 
Jesus spent the majority of his time meeting the needs of others. And of course, Jesus is our greatest example of making the kingdom of God our primary concern because it was his primary concern. If we look at Jesus' life, he, this is how I understand Jesus and how he sought the kingdom of God and sought the kingdom come. He healed the sick. He set the captives free. He championed the poor. He taught his disciples to love one another. He taught his disciples to pray for the kingdom to come on earth right now as it is in heaven. So many things. Healed the sick. You know, healing the sick is not just something we do on a Sunday in in this building or in our church buildings. Healing the sick is something that Jesus sends the disciples out to go and heal the sick. And so as people of God, the ecclesia, this this is another way that we can... Make the king, we can pray for the kingdom to come, to see the kingdom come in our neighborhoods, in our, in our towns, in our villages and cities by seeing healing on our streets. Seeing people set free from the things they are captive to. Champion the poor. Jesus talks about the poor so much. You know, and we, we need to do a little discussion about that sometime possibly, or what he means by the poor. But the poor is the poor. You know, those that are poor in, in money, those that are poor in spirit, those are poor in other ways. We are called as the ecclesia to be, bring welfare to these people, to people that we know. And of course, Jesus taught his disciples to love one another. Hannah said it earlier that this is what the kingdom of God is. You know, that we are told and commanded to love one another. And so... I love to see that more in the kingdom of God, that if we're loving one another in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our families, how different that would be and we would really see the kingdom of God come. Jesus taught his disciples to pray for the kingdom of God to come on earth now. Kate said earlier that we have so many stories of the kingdom, so many stories of how we are seeing people helped, transformed, and brought closer to God through the things that we do in the community. What's your stories of the kingdom? I think if I come round and, you know, your initial thought, well, I haven't got any stories of the kingdom come. But I think I could push you and find those stories. Going into your neighbor and seeing how they are, helping them through a troubled time. That's kingdom come in, in your neighborhood. Taking some food around to an elderly neighbor who's struggling. Taking some food around to those that are isolated because of COVID. Talking to your neighbor with kindness. Being kind to your friends and your neighbors and, your stra- and strangers. I could go on. Maybe you have stories of your experiences of the kingdom of God in your life and in the lives of others. Think about them. What are your stories of the kingdom? Reggie McNeil, someone I respect, he's an American writer, read all of his books. He says this, the church is not the point of the kingdom. The kingdom is the point of the church. And such a beautiful statement. 
that really encapsulates what we're talking about. Because we do sometimes think that the church is the point of the kingdom. But it's not the the point. The kingdom is the point of the church. I wonder if you have a quick talk about that. How does that make you feel when you read that statement? What do you like about that? What's challenging about that? What's provoking about that statement that the church is not the point of the kingdom, but the kingdom is the point of the church? Have a quick talk about that at your tables. What do you think? Okay. Let's have another one there. At this table, what do you think about that statement? You agree with it? Disagree with it? Thanks, Joel. Um, yeah, we love it. We were saying there's a, I don't know how true the story is, but there was supposedly a painter that was got asked to paint a picture of salvation. And so he painted this like stormy sea with ships being wrecked and this rock and a guy just holding onto the rock with two hands. And it got put up in the art gallery and everyone loved it. What a brilliant picture of salvation. And then about a week later, he came in crying and took it down and took it back home again. And he repainted it. And the second time, the guy had one arm around the rock, and the other arm was reaching out to get the next person. And uh, he said, that's what salvation actually is. And, uh, you know, if the church is the point of the kingdom, then we're done. And we can just relax on our laurels and enjoy what God's given us and forget about everyone else. But if the kingdom is the point of the church, then we have to be outward looking. Um, So, yeah, we like it. Brilliant. I love that. Thanks for that story, because it helps illustrate things that are going in our, on in our heart and it puts, put, puts something to it. I love that because this is it. We, we, we all have these stories, maybe examples. And, and that simple statement, it, it could be confusing to us or it could be provoking or we might disagree with it. But I think it's such a great way of describing who we are and what our priorities should be. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, what about this table? Okay, you're smiling. Um, I, I just think it's incredibly insightful in such a few words, really. And I think that, you know, you, you kind of read it, and uh, like you said, I actually think Myrtle House is very good at this, you know. Um, I mean, there, there's always, people always have an element of religious thinking, but actually it kind of breaks through all that, isn't it, really? Um, and it's it's just seeking the kingdom is first. Um, and through that, you know, it, it's what you seek, really. And... Um, I think that we, I shouldn't say too much more. No, that's great. And I think, I think, like I said, we are probably, most of us will agree with what, what's been said today. Um, one of the things that, I won't talk about it today, but one of the things that Reg, Reggie McNeil talks about is the difference between church-centric and kingdom-centric mentality, thinking, that, that we have been taught and trained and become so church-centric that we think everything revolves around the church that we've missed the point that actually everything revolves around God and his kingdom. And, and because we've, uh, uh, we've you know, it's, I'm, I'm not being detrimental or, or judgmental in any way because what we do here and, and how we function on a Sunday, for instance, is great because it's great that we've come together today and we worship together. This is so necessary. I'm not saying we shouldn't have Sundays and that the church is not of any use. What I'm saying is how we see it and how, how we think. You know. And I think if, if Jesus is saying this, um, that we are to seek first his kingdom, then we really need to grasp hold of that and really uh, um, understand that because he doesn't say seek first the church. He says seek first the kingdom. 
Here's another quote from Reggie McNeil. The kingdom agenda involves every single aspect of God's work in the world. By definition, most of what God does happens outside the church. The church has a vital role to play, but the church is not the center of the action. Again, he he pushes us a little bit further with this statement. If we think this is true, how does this change our priorities? How does this change our attitudes and our actions? You see, because God is the center of of the action, as he calls it there. The... um, God is the center, and the kingdom of God is the center of everything. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, we are joining him. We are joining God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. We are partnering with him to see the world saved. What what does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world. He didn't say, for God so loved the church that he gave us one and only son. For God so loved the world. It's always been his mission. God's mission is to redeem the world to himself again. And we have a vital role to play in that. We do have a vital role because through us, through the church, through, throwing, through showing the love of God, by telling the good news of the gospel, by, by telling others about Jesus and that he's returning one day for us, the church, then we need to obviously, we have roles to play. Jesus says, I will build my church. We are to seek first his kingdom. So if this is true, that the kingdom agenda involves every single aspect of God's work in the world, we have a role to to play and we have something to do. It's not just, like, um, like Joel said, if, if, if the point of the kingdom is the, if the church is the point of the kingdom, then that's it. It's all over, isn't it? We've done it. No, the church, the, the kingdom is the point of the church. So, the kingdom agenda. By definition, most of what God does happens outside the church. And so, what I love about that, the kingdom of God, if, if we're saying that God so loved the world, okay, that he sent his one and only son, then we have a part to play in that. We have the honor, the privilege of partnering with him in that mission. So what does that look like? If that really is true, how does this change our priorities? How does this change our attitudes and our actions? I think one thing is this, that we can't just rest on the, or bank on others doing the work of the kingdom we all have a role to play in that as, as the ecclesia, as the church called out to, to serve our communities, our towns, our, our villages, our cities. We all have a part to play. Because when we, if we've made the church the center of everything we do, then we sort of rest back and say, hey, the church is doing this. And if it doesn't happen, it's not my fault. No, we all have responsibility in that to tell others about Jesus, to tell others the good news, to love one another, to love others as Christ loved us. You see, we have limited ourselves to church activities, to church services, etc., etc. We have made the point of the church to get people saved. Yes, we have been saved from the wages of sin, but we have so often stopped there and missed the point that we have not only been saved from something, but we have been saved for something. 
And we've been saved for something, the kingdom of God. We've not only been saved from something, we've been saved for something, the kingdom. The kingdom come, come to partner with God in his redemptive mission to the world, to see his kingdom come. I think I'm going to stop there. I've got some more things maybe I'll share um, possibly next week to just push, push us a bit more into understanding what it means to be kingdom people, what it understands to be partnering with God in his redemptive mission to the world. You see, sometimes the language that we use is that we need to take God to the streets. We need to take Jesus to the community. The, the truth of the matter is that God is already there. He's already there. He's been there forever. We need to join him and partner with him. And so when we have that sort of thought, that sort of perspective, that to see his kingdom come, I believe we will see miracles happen. We will see people healed from the sick. We will see captives set free. We will see the poor coming out of the poor states they are in, whatever type of poor they are. We will, we will love one another. And I think we already are doing that. We're already doing these things. But you see, we are partnering with God, and that's just an awesome privilege. If we stop and think about that for a moment, what an amazing truth that is. What an amazing honor that is to partner with him in seeing his kingdom come. So I'd like you to think about these things, and like I put up there, how can we partner with God, or how do we partner with God in his redemptive mission to the world? Incidentally, those words there, redemptive, partner with God in his redemptive mission to the world, are not my words. They're words, the type of words that, um, that this writer, Reggie Neal, will talk about. So I'm not taking any glory for that at all or anything. But it helps me. I, I know when I've read that, it helps me understand my role, my place, our place as the church, to partner with him. And what a great partner we have. <laughs> and we are great partners of his. You know, we can go down the thoughts of, you know, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is alive in me. So we can see the things we dream about, or hopefully we dream about, about seeing the kingdom come. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this wonderful truth that you have called us your people. We are the church that you have destined to partner with you in seeing your kingdom come. And I pray as your church, as your people, that we really will grasp hold of this truth about seeking your kingdom first, about making the kingdom of God our primary concern, and that us, as we, the church, see that come into action and, and, and as things happen in our lives and the stories that we have, we will see people come to know you so they will join us in partnering with, with you in seeing your mission come to completion at one, in one day when you come again, Lord. And Jesus, we worship you and we praise you and we honor you. And Lord, I thank you for these things, maybe a bit provoking, maybe a bit challenging, but I know that your Holy Spirit is alive in us and that we can see these things come. These things will happen as we partner with you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Keep talking about it, 
Ask yourself the questions I've been asking. Think about these things. Make the kingdom of God your primary concern, and we will see his kingdom come now. Now. Amen. Praise God.